with the best brand of football in Idaho, this is the 8-Man PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Hey everybody, welcome into the 8-Man PrepCast. No, this is not Brandon Bainey, of course. This is uh, Logan Green, as you see down there. Brandon is on the sidelines today. He's got some... uh, voice issues due to some sickness so i'm stepping in here hopefully that's okay uh we're joined as always by coach lane kirkland uh from Kerry, and then our our pinch hitter as well stetson spooner guys welcome to the show how are you doing tonight i'm great thank you good man now before so there was a text chain going around right before this saying that i was i was going to help out with brandon and will will of course is not here obviously and he was he was whining that he didn't have anything from either from Kerry or from Mullen any gear. Now I, he just must not be as well liked as me. Um, I I have a Kerry shirt. I think uh, Dusty came and gave it to me one day. Uh, it's probably two or three years old. But I do, I don't have anything from Mullen. Um, but it is my goal to get just like Brandon and Paul have right to get something from as many places as possible. But but carry is off my list. I'm good. I mean, I'll always take more, but I do have some carry stuff. But uh, <laughs> next time I route through Mullen Stetson, I'll stop by. I've got it ready for you, man. I'll I'll hook up the whole squad there at, at Idaho <laughs> Sports. We we've got extras. Done. I did get a sweet Butte County hat recently, which is which is nice to go along with my Garden Valley one. So uh, anyway. A uh, lot of good games this weekend, right? So we, we're done. We're done with the semifinals. It's all wrapped up. We're down to the final weekend. Um, the games, honestly, yeah, kind of more separation occurred between all four of the games and maybe people had thought in some areas. Let's just start with the 1A Division Two and go from there, right? So the opening game uh, in, in the tournament, or excuse me, on Friday night uh, occurred in – Gooding. So they met not really halfway, but closer to Camas County. It's funny. I stopped in the gas station in Fairfield on my way to Arco. And there was a couple kids in there like, Oh, we're going to the game. Just eavesdropping in their excitement, which was fun to see. Um, but Camas County uh, hosts Rockland in a game that the mushers get it done. Uh, kind of went the way that everybody was expecting. Um, but a little bit closer in the first half than what everybody thought. What were your thoughts on the game, Coach Kirkland? I uh, I talked to Coach Kramer on the phone. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and uh, uh, kind of gathered some things that he shared with me. And uh, he he felt that they they had a kind of a rough start in that first half. Had three turnovers and things, and uh, like they needed to clean some of those things up. And it was a little difficult to tackle old Teague Matthews with those long legs, but. Uh, once they got going and rolling, uh, I think uh, they were pretty darn hard to stop and put up the number of points they have been all season long, and uh, and and did their thing uh, on on a great Gooding field and an opportunity to advance all the way to the championship, baby. Uh, what an opportunity yeah, for about, the Yeah, yeah. You, you talked about Teague Matthews. If we'll talk about the losing side just for a second here, um, Teague Matthews, and and I listened to your the prepcast last week where you guys were talking about what an athlete he is. And uh, he is a freak athlete. Uh, I was there for the game against uh, Tri-Valley, and that guy is uh, made in a factory, so to say, right? He is. Uh, he shows up for practice, and the coaches, I'm, I'm assuming, would, is just like, this is our guy? Sweet. We're good for the next couple of years. Uh, he, he had himself a day. He 
played well for for excuse me for Rockland. Uh, he threw for 225 yards in the game and ran for 219 yards. Uh, so, Coach Spooner, I'm sure you've seen players like this throughout your career, whether they're on your team. I mean, I think back to the to the balls, right? They could do stuff like this when they were on the field. Um, and then and then you know, folks, you played against. How easy is it for a player like this to make a huge difference in a game? Obviously, Rockling didn't win this game, but they kept it close for a long time. Oh man, he's he's a, he's a generational guy. Um, we, I think Coach Kirkland's had freak athletes to get these guys in it. It always seems sometimes, uh, most of the time, maybe at at the eight man level or just the high school level in general, that you get these freak athletes and ah, you know, but they're five something or, or they're they're 180 they're not too boy if this guy was 220 man if this guy was 64 Teague's that guy he's he's got the you know you mentioned the balls and, and Luke Trogdon I, I always said if if Luke Trogdon was six foot three and 225 he'd just be a different animal type of thing and he was good no doubt um but Teague Matthews is kind of the whole thing he he's the guy when you look at your great athletes and go, yeah, but they're just missing this and they're just missing this. Teague's got it. He's he's got the whole thing from head to toe. Um, he's a, he's an outstanding an outstanding talent, but it's hard to tell as a coach because I don't know Teague personally. I've never coached him, but sometimes you just get that vibe that he's a great young man to coach. He's a great leader. He's coachable. He's the He's the driving force on and off the field. He's the guy that does things the right way, uh, does it does the right thing when nobody's looking, the character and class kind of guy, and all that piled on, all that talent. That's a pretty special thing to coach. And against a Camas County team as good as they are for for T, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, shoot down those other players on Rockland. Um, like we said last week, somebody's got to catch all those passes that he's throwing. Um, but he he is that driving force, and for one guy to make a difference that big and hang on that long with a team like Camus, that's pretty dang impressive. Yeah. Abe held, he caught 13 passes for 155 yards and a touchdown in that game. So like you said, uh, somebody had to be there catching those balls and, and he did a great job and, and they hung around ultimately falling 67 to 18 coach Kirkland. How did you prepare for a game like this? If you're Camus County, you, you know what the game plan is, right? get Teague Matthews the ball. What What is your game plan on the other side of the ball there? Obviously, Camas County did it, right? They won pretty handily at the end of the day. Um, but from your side, what, what are you doing to combat that? You know, uh, last week when you were doing the prep cast, my thoughts about Teague was I hope he makes it through this game and is able to finish because they're going to all come after him. It's going to be eight on one. And those stats that he put up were incredible. Um, which really does say something about the kind of player that he is, which is which is awesome, and a, and a tribute to him and, and his Rockland Bulldogs. But uh, you do have to focus on other other players on, on that team as well. But it looked like the the held Abe held and the the Teague Matthews show, and the Camus was still able to contain and and do some good things there. Yeah, so Camas County gets it done, right? 67 to 18. This is their first state championship appearance since 1981, and I was looking through the record books this weekend, and I can't – at least the IHSAA books, they don't have anything past the late 70s. Do you know, Coach Kirkland, when the last time – they probably won one. It was like this when Dietrich won the state championship a couple years ago. 
against you guys, unfortunately. Um, well, it's funny. We were just talking about that year. Um, it's when I met Coach Spooner, and he was blaming it on me that they lost to Dietrich uh, <laughs> that game. But but uh, you know, Dietrich, had, it had been since the 50s, but that's not necessarily on the IHSA books. Do you know when the last time it was for Camas County? You know, it, there wasn't championships, but in the 70s, those guys dominated almost the whole decade, and they were legit. They were great. Um, I know they did make some banners up that are in their gym. Um, I think there's four of them with four different slash titles on them mm -hmm. before there were titles, but years they went all, all undefeated and were the legit team, uh, in, in the County, in the state really. And, uh, there's a lot of, I know one of those scores in the sixties, uh, Camus beat carry, um, a hundred to six. Um, I actually have the roster from that game back on my wall, <laughs> back where is it? over there. <laughs> um, and, uh, but Camus has had great tradition. They've, they've always been uh, true fighters and I've loved the game of football. You know, Randy Jewett over those years has been a, a staple there. And he coached coach uh, Smith and coach Kramer back in the day and uh, worked with those guys. And here they are taking the team to the championship now, um, 41 years later. Awesome. Yeah. So, Again, they're going to play in the state championship Thursday night at the Kibbe Dome up north, and the, the opponent is not anything anybody did not expect coming into the season. <laughs> uh, it'll be the Kendrick Tigers. Um, we'll talk about their game in a minute, but if you're Camas County, you just took care of, of a great player in Teague Matthews, right? And he did put up yards. He put up almost 500 yards of offense uh, through the air and on the ground. Um Camas County still gets it done. They were able to still win that game uh, pretty big. Coming into next week, right, you have a loaded Kendrick team that is a also <laughs> talked about a generational talent in Teague Matthews, a generational team in this Kendrick team. They are phenomenal. Um, what is it going to take in a game plan perspective from Camas County to get it done? I'll start with you, Coach Spooner. If you were coaching the Mushers, what what are you going to do out there? There's too many weapons for Kendrick. You've got you know you got Hewitt out there. You've got Ty Kep at quarterback. What are you going to do to slow them down? Man, if I had that answer, we'd still be playing. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, geez, I I try to make Ty Kep have 350 rushing yards and put 60 points up with his legs. I guess I I, I don't know. What and then that's obviously easier said than done. The kid gets the ball out on time. His first three reads are perfect. His pre-snap reads are perfect. What were his stats in the semifinal game? Seven for eleven for fifteen passing with seven touchdowns, something like that. Did yeah, I see? He was eleven for sixteen. Yes. So I guess we'll we'll hit on these Kendrick stats here real quick. Kep was eleven for sixteen with three hundred and ninety-eight yards and seven touchdowns. Sawyer Hewitt ran for one hundred and forty-eight yards and three touchdowns on five carries that's um, hunter taylor had yeah. two catches for 120 yards and a touchdown nathan twite had three catches for 69 yards and two touchdowns and there you go uh taylor also returned an interception 50 yards for a touchdown and hewitt caught four touchdown passes giving him <laughs> seven for the game so uh doesn't matter which way you cut it there's there's weapons all over this kendrick squad yeah they're the the efficiency is is the scariest part. Um, 
and and we touched on it last week. Those those bigs up front, they give Ty Kep all the time. They give the lanes for these guys to to do what they're doing. Um, and and obviously, you can't take anything away from either coach. And I definitely am not saying that that uh, a team can't a team as talented as Camus can't go in and shake up the world and win this game. Um, boy, it's just crazy though. You, you look at Camus, and to me, they they just line up. And we talked about it kind of last week. There's not a, a ton of um, trickery up front. They're good enough and big enough to just line up and kind of pop you in the mouth, as the old saying goes. Um, the difference with Kendrick, and, and I think Camus is obviously one of two of the best teams in the state at doing that. Um, and it's worked for them, and they've won some really big games. I think Kendrick can do that too. But I give credit to Coach Hobart and his staff. Their scheme and, and their coverage beaters and and the route combos they have and the timing and the pre-snap motion and the pre-snap reads for Ty Cap is it's a really tricky thing. I mean, maybe Camus could disguise some things, um, kind of anticipate pre-snap motion and and disguise something to maybe shock them with another, but boy, I don't know. I mean, if you could turn Ty Cap into Mike Vick, I don't know if that benefits you because he's about as good an athlete as is out there. He might burn you for 400 yards on the ground and nine rushing touchdowns. Who knows? So it, it's a tough – I don't know that the equation's out there. Uh, but I think if any team is up for the challenge, I think it's this musher squad. Um, they're they're impressive. They just have a little bit of, little bit of edge, a little bit of we're going to pop you and you can try to pop us back, but it won't work. And I think teams like that are dangerous. Camas uh, County – has faced a little adversity and and I think they have a loss maybe to Butte County. Is that their yes one loss for yeah. the year? Amos County lost uh, their only loss on the year was a 46 to 28 game against Butte County. Now that's a right. game that I, I was there. I saw that game. Yeah. Uh we broadcasted it. Um Camus punched him in the mouth to start. Camus County was up early in that game. Um, and it's really funny. I, I can't remember the exact score at halftime. I think Camus had a, a lead at halftime or it was tied or it was, it, or it was very close to that. And, uh, and me and Paul were doing the game and, uh, I, I you know, I leaned over and I, I thought it was going to, I said, it's going to be whoever has the ball last. I thought there, there was a point in that game where I think there was four touchdowns on consecutive plays from scrimmage, right? It wow. was Camus scored. They kicked it off. Butte County gets it. They scored, and they went back and forth like that. Um, and I'll talk about that more when we get to Butte County. But uh, they, I think, they I think, I think a and, loss and, like that can mean something to a squad as good as Camas County. I think they can learn yeah, something about it, themselves. Yeah, and they, the, the wheels kind of fell off there in the second half. Um, and that's what Paul was like. I think one team's going to pull away in the second half, and he was right. Um, yeah. Butte County pulled away. But, man, I mean, they, they came out and gave them a great punch in the mouth. Um, and – so I've seen Kendrick play both Butte County and Oakley this year. Now the the team that I thought played Kendrick better than anybody else was Butte County. Now this is all hypothetical, right? This is well, so and so beat so and so beat so and so. Which, by the way, I love that game. A couple of years ago in college basketball, you could trace Idaho State back to beating Duke, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, so line them up, let them play. I think I'll yeah. take the Bengals in that game, right? Right. Obviously, that doesn't translate. That's not a real thing. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do agree. I think Camas County uh, has an opportunity here in this game. Coach Kirkland, what do you think the Mushers uh, need to do to get it done against the Tigers? Yeah, in speaking with Coach Kramer uh, yesterday, uh, 
he he said this team is uh, a lot different than last year. The leadership is incredible. The uh, the ownership has com- completely uh, swapped roles, and they the coaches aren't doing don't have to do a lot. The kids are about self motivated, getting themselves to practice, and watching more and more game film all the time. He says they just really matured and uh, and really grown up. He uh, he says we need to play a good game with penalties uh, limited. Turnovers limited, and we need to wrap up and tackle. Um, we got to play our game, and he says we just need to settle in and control our emotions, and uh, and just do our very best. And feels like they have a good chance against a great, uh, a great Kendrick team. So I think it's their shot. It's it's their chance. They are on the road. They got a warm up kind of with that uh, scenario last year in meeting Kendrick up there in the dome, and uh, this time I think it's for real, and it's it's going to be game on. And we didn't talk much about what Camas County has to offer, right? Troy Smith in this week's game against Rockland, he ran he ran for 228 yards and three touchdowns. Um, he caught four passes for 113 yards and a score, and also had 11 tackles and a sack on defense. Uh, that's that's not a, a anything to, to to blink at or to to, to just, just dismiss. This is a good team. Uh, if we look at what Camas County has done all year long, uh, we beat Rockland 62 to 12, Garden Valley 50 to 12. There's the loss to Butte County 46 28. Uh, but since then, 59 to 6 over Hanson, Hagerman 64 to 8, Shoshone 63 to 0, Castleford 67 to 8, Dietrich 88 to 18, Garden Valley 70 to 13, and Rockland 67 to 18. So a lot there, there's been a lot said about what what Kendrick can do on the scoreboard and how they, you know, how they've been rolling. Uh, but you look at that. And I think that a lot of people are forgetting about the mushers, right? It's uh, what they've been able to do on offense this year, what they've been able to do on defense. I, I think this is going to be an epic meeting on Thursday night um, between Kendrick and between Camas County. It should be a fun one. I honestly, um, I don't know what to think about this one. Um, Coach Kirkland, what do you think is going to be the difference in this game? Um, I, I think uh, Kendrick has a great passing attack. I think Camus is going to have to find a way to slow that down. I know they're going to key on Kep. Everyone's tried to key on Kep, and no one's stopped him yet, passing or running. So they're they're going to still have to do that, and uh, but they're going to have to pass defend extremely well. Um, I did uh, – text coach Hobart and he had a couple things he wanted to say. He says, this is an awesome group of boys, not because they win football games, but how they carry themselves on and more importantly, off the field. They have great kids. Uh, we have great kids. They have great heart and they've worked hard to get where they are at this point of the season. Um, he, uh, he's been there before. He knows he's going to have to stay focused. And uh, this is Ty's last game. I think some key points for Kendrick to, uh, to win is uh, not, overlooking Camus because they are there to, uh, to do a job. And uh, he, uh, Coach Hobart knows he's got to play four quarters with those kids. They know that's coming. I'm sure conditioning hasn't slowed down, even though there's been blowouts uh, throughout the year. And I think if they show up and do their thing, then they'll, then they'll, uh, it'll be a, you know, a great game between both those clubs that really want it. Um, Kendrick going for number three and the Camus uh, for their first in a long time. And, and I want to echo that, what uh, Coach Hobart said about his team. Um, I was there for the game against uh, Butte County where um, Dylan Waymeyer had his um, 
his incident and uh you know the game ended up getting called and and Kendrick couldn't have been I, I don't know what the the white the right phrase is better reacting I don't I, I don't I don't even know it was a tough situation even from us in the booth to everybody around in that situation and we'll talk about that a little maybe a little bit more going into the Butte County game here but uh they reacted awesome uh they stood out there on the field uh, those kids and and I think and, and and you guys are around the young kids and I, you know one thing that bothers me as a younger person is, is hearing all these older people bash on the younger generation maybe because I am one of them but they they they're in the right spot I, you know they are doing the right things and those kids from Kendrick they did everything right that day they were out there shaking everybody's hands hugging all the Butte County guys you know doing everything right and not just you know getting off the field um, after the game, there was a GoFundMe set up that you know, I think was talked about on here uh, before. And, and if you scroll through the donees on that, it was full of Kendrick last names. And that is the type of program they are, right? And you know what? They need some some recognition for that, that, that they did everything right in that situation. And those kids have done everything right on the football field for the last couple of years. And, and it's a great group of kids. Um so Coach Spooner asked the same thing. What do you think the difference in this game is uh, between Camus and Kendrick? I I weirdly think that uh, this is me going out on a limb so we don't all say the same stuff. But uh, I, I think that um, – and I, I'm drawing a blank. I've ne- we've never played Camus. Um, I, I would love to meet their coaches. Sound like they run an awesome program. Uh, it's the quarterback. I think Camus' quarterback, from what I've seen on film – he could be a huge difference maker in this game. He is a wild athlete. Um, he is extremely evasive. He keeps his eyes downfield, and he's dangerous with his feet. But I feel like in the film I watched, at least, um, what did I see? I saw the game against Hagerman. I saw the game against Butte County. Um, I felt like there were times maybe where if he decided to use his feet to further the ball downfield a couple more times, he can make you pay. Um, and it might be just enough to convert on some big opportunities, move the sticks and some really big down and distances for, for their team, potentially maybe red zone stuff, um, where people don't seem to finish very well against Kendrick. Um, but man, I, yeah, you're coach Kirkland's he kind of said it the best. Everybody's kind of tried everything to this point, yeah. um, but to your point, everybody's not the Camas County mushers roster. Um, and I think they have a hidden toughness, and I, I think they're they're really athletic, and, and it kind of gets maybe even shadowed by how tough they are and physical. You kind of lose track of well, they're just a bruiser team, you know. They're just big and physical. They are athletic. They they don't they're not really second to many people, if any people, many um, other teams with their athleticism, and maybe that added toughness and, and having a loss and learning from it maybe is just enough adversity to to push them over the edge here um, in the right way against Kendrick. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of good storylines. I mean, the quarterback is Tristan Smith. Uh, he's, the, yeah. he's the twin of Troy. So okay. got two twins out there gotcha. um, and, and coach coach Kramer told me this earlier in the year that uh, a couple of years ago, Troy Smith was actually in a Jeep accident back in 2017 and he broke a couple of ribs, punctured a lung and damaged oh. his liver, broke his jaw and busted his pelvis. Um, and, and you know what, for me, I would have packed it up and called it a day there and said, I, I I'm done with anything. Um, and just a, yeah. a, a heck of a, an accident there. He was life flighted off the mountain. 
um, and doctors were able to do what they needed to do, and he was playing competitive basketball five months later. That's so, impressive. Uh, that just shows yeah. you the type of player that comes from Camas County, right? Uh, yep. What happened there, uh, able to get it done. And, you know, when I talked to Coach Kramer, he said that uh, this was going to be his final year coaching. So um, oh, he wants wow. to get it done. There's, there's a lot of interesting storylines here, right? You've got Ty Kep trying to go out a three-time champion. You've got uh, the Smiths and Coach Kramer trying to ride off into the sunset of state champions uh, for the first time. So I, both sides have super interesting storylines. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, so, all right, let's do it. We're gonna make your uh, you you got to stick stick to the 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 pick here. Who do you pick, Coach Kirkland? I pick Kendrick. Kendrick, and 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 what's your uh, what's your differential here? Kendrick by twenty. By twenty. I, I think their execution's just clean, and that pass game's gonna be a nightmare for uh, the mushers. Coach Spooner. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to pick Kendrick. Um, I may have it a little closer. I, I thought the last couple state titles may have had more of a gap, and they were one-score games, uh, Coach Kirkland being a part of a couple. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I, I would go with uh, – I'm going to go with about an 18-point victory for Kendrick. But 18 <laughs> points in eight, man, that's – don't blink. 18 points goes fast. <laughs> No, it's not. And, and, you know, I listened to that episode a couple weeks ago where Coach Kirkland was saying, you know, I don't feel comfortable. I don't switch anybody. I think it was 30 points, um, right, where we're not making any changes. And, you know, 20 points, that's closer than anybody else has been all year on them. So, yeah. And, you know, one more storyline to add in there is Ty Kep is only 45 yards away um, from breaking the school's all-time passing record. So I would assume he gets that done either way with a win or a loss. Um I, I'm I'm gonna go that way too, guys. I'm gonna go Kendrick, uh, but I think it's a one possession game. I think it's it's wow. it's a one possession game. Last year against Dietrich, I, a lot of people thought Kendrick was gonna roll in there and and just do their thing, and and Kendrick or Dietrich had a chance at the end. And then I I think I think Camus they have just beat the same teams by as bad, and I think they're gonna be right there. But I think that we've been there, we've done that before mentality. Gets it done, but I would be happy just as uh, I'm sure either one of you are to eat as much crow on Friday morning uh, as as Camas County would be willing to serve us if we're wrong. Yeah, so, for sure. A good, a good game's better than a blowout for sure. So. Yeah, and and I think it will be a good game. I think. Yeah, and you guys talked about this before. There's been a lot of playoff games that haven't been particularly close. I, I think we're finally at the stage this week where where it's not going to be like that, where the games are going to be competitive and they're, and they're going to be blow for blow and uh, excited to see what everybody does this weekend. So let's yeah. move over to 1A Division One. Let's start with the game that happened first on Thursday night between Oakley and Grace. Oakley wins 50-20 to 20 after Grace went up north to Kamei. And uh, after everybody was wrong um, in, in picking the Cubs to win that one, at least I was, um, Grace goes into Oakley and, and gets beat by the, the, the three-time defending state champs. Oakley, they will head to another state championship again this year. Uh, their seniors have a chance to do the unthinkable, right? Win four in a row. They will have won the state championship every year of their high school career. It was a very balanced attack for the Hornets. Uh, quarterback Kyler Robinson led the way. He had two passing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown that he caught from Greg Branch. 
Bryce Severe, who was the, the MVP of last year's state championship game, he ran for two scores, and Isaac Cranny tallied a rushing and receiving touchdown as well. Dallin Hardy hauled in a touchdown, and Bridger Duncan, Duncan also returned a kickoff 86 yards for a touchdown. So, Oakley gets it done again. Any thoughts on their win, Coach Kirkland? You know, at, uh, when you get to this semifinal game, uh, I said it last week, it's all about being hungry and staying hungry in execution. And those uh, those same Oakley names showed up again in this game with the Crannies and the Severs and Robinsons doing uh, some great things and, and Duncan getting in on the action. You know, Oakley always seems to get some sort of special team's big play. If it's a reverse uh, on a kickoff return for a million yards, they're going to get it. Or if it's Cranny or somebody severe running up, running up the middle, dodging people on a punt return, that's, they just seem to get something like that to uh, to just add a little more fuel to the fire that they've got going on there. But uh, didn't expect anything nearly less than that um, because um, those those guys that are seniors, you know, they're thinking about those four years. Um, I've, I've yeah. had kids in that same scenario. We've been to the title this many years. We, we want this thing. And four wins in a row is, is all they're thinking about right now. I'm taking it one play at a time. And now they have that opportunity to come uh, coming to them. But uh, credit Grace on a great season. Um, some good things happened with them um, to, uh, to advance as far as they did. And they, uh, they're still in the game and uh, performing at a high level. Yeah, you know, the, their season comes to an end at the hands of, once again, uh, Grace, or excuse me, Oakley. So Oakley ends the season for Grace against, you know, last year was in the state championship, this year in the semifinals. Uh, Wyatt Cutler had 112 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Gavin Draper threw for 241 yards through the air. So uh, tough way to go out if you're Grace. Uh, but Oakley's looking to get it done again. Coach uh, Spooner, any thoughts on this one? Well, uh, boy, I think that uh, I think Coach Kirkland said it best, actually. I, I nodded my head pretty fast there with the special teams. Oakley has a, a pretty special group of athletes um, seemingly every year, and, and, and what a great opportunity for this particular group of athletes to go four consecutive state titles through high school potentially is – it's unheard of really um, that that gets into the talks of when you talk to people that played high school sports around our country, it would probably be some De La Salle folks and, and some others like that, that won all four years. Um, and, and what a credit to Oakley because the, this group of seniors didn't all start as freshmen. So, I mean, that's, that's an impressive, uh, that's an impressive off season program. That's an impressive uh, buy-in level of buy-in that they get from their, their kids. Um but that special team aspect Coach Kirkland brought up, I, I think that that hunger, um, and, and Coach Kirkland was talking about touchdowns, and, and I think he's probably right. What I didn't think about until he said that was maybe a big turnover. Maybe a, maybe they kick the ball off after a big score and a big game-shifting, uh, punch a ball out, maybe the first play, um, the ball hits the turf. Um, they scoop it up. Something late from that group of Oakley athletes. This seems to be sort of in their in their destiny and their fate, if you will. Um, and and that's a heck of a storyline. And for Butte County, um, I think I saw on Idaho Sports they don't have any state titles. Yeah. Right. This and and do you have they are they in the same as Camas County? Do they have one hidden somewhere or you know a, a banner in the gym? But as far as I know, on the record books, there's not one. 
No, there's not. I think they've been in three title games. I don't recall. I know at least two for sure. Wow. Yeah, and they, yeah. they were there a couple years ago in that co-op with uh, with Mackie under the Lost Rivers name, um, but but they didn't win that game. So um, yeah. that's the last time. I can't remember a time before that um, when they were there. But, yeah, so we've got another team with an opportunity to win. And I, I guess I should take a step back here. I totally skipped over Hagerman, right? We just talked about Kendrick won and moved on, but didn't talk about Hagerman. Uh, a great season for the Pirates that comes to an end against Kendrick. Um, and Coach Kirkland, you probably know more about them. And then, obviously, Coach Spooner, uh, your season ended with with the Pirates. Um, but they're they're a team that that wasn't even a team a couple years ago. They, they were having number issues, um, weren't able to field a varsity team for a couple years, and really came on strong this year. Uh, so any, any final thoughts for Hagerman fans out there, Coach Kirkland? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's a great accomplishment to get a state trophy, no matter what color it is, especially in, in a, a season like they've had here coming out of nowhere, really, and uh, been a quite a while. And you can hang your hat on that and start start propelling the future towards some more of that. That's going to breed a lot of hunger and a lot of enthusiasm for that program. And I guarantee you, those kids are probably throwing a ball the next day, uh, maybe, maybe the day after, after they cut up on some sleep from a a long bus ride, but um, they, uh, you know, just getting ready and, and for the next season, uh, I would think that they're hitting the weight room and uh, a lot of enthusiasm for the community. I'm sure that uh, that's what's going to happen there. And you'll see him again uh, back next year. Yeah. I, I saw some just clips of the uh, environment there and it looked awesome. It looked like everybody was having a good time, even though they, they may have known what was coming <laughs> in the, uh, coming to town when when Kendrick got off the bus but that did didn't stop them from turning out and, and having a good old time uh coach Spooner any thoughts on the Hagerman Pirates from your experience I know you talked about it a little bit, a little bit last week but just to, in our send-off to Hagerman any final thoughts yeah I mean they hang your hat on a great season uh they definitely deserved everything they accomplished and we kind of talk about it up here you know um if you're a if you're a top three team from District 4 and they were top two, um, you're good enough to have a chance to win a state title, usually. At least in my time coaching here, um, we've kind of looked down at District 4 and gone, boy, they're top three, sometimes four. Uh, back when Kerry was down, I mean, if you imagine Kerry down in that league this year, that, that top four is lights out football. Yeah. They, can, they can score and, and do their thing. And I think that's a huge accomplishment in itself to come out of District 4 as a top three team, let alone a top two. Um, and take care of the business you need to take care of. That was a long bus, bus ride up to here, and they came here. Um, they played physically, and I'm sure they took that into Kendrick. Um, and I, I'm i with Coach Kirkland. Whether they're throwing a ball or hitting the weight room, I have a really sneaking suspicion that those those Hagerman kids, when we talk about hunger, hunger's what got them to this point, and they didn't leave with full bellies from from that game against Kendrick. I'm sure they're – they're as hungry as ever, and they'll be back next year. They weren't a very old team, if I remember looking at their roster right. So a great season yeah, for I them. Think, yeah, I think they'll be back next year. I think they're, you know, yeah. maybe a window opening with with some pieces missing from Kendrick. And I, I can't keep track of the movement. Who's going up? Who's going down? Who's going left? Who's going right? But I, I thought maybe Kendrick is moving up, but I but I think Carrie's moving down. So it, it'll be an interesting yeah. uh situation next year don't quote me on any of that I'm, I'm not looking at the documents right in front of my face so um but at least it's some pieces maybe missing uh, up north and maybe a window opening for some of the other teams 
there in D2. But, I mean, you're right about District 4. I did the game uh, where Council played Dietrich in the first round, yeah. and uh, I was pretty high on Council, and, uh, man, I was not expecting what Dietrich came out and did there. Uh, they, they were phenomenal, and I, it, it just must be a District 4 thing, right? It, it just right. is. They're just a phenomenal group. And, I mean, Coach Jones said this uh, from Oakley in his season preview that that he sends into us that, you know, he thought, it you know, another team from from District 4 would be in the mix. It's really funny. He said, you know, the, the teams that I, th- I think I would watch out for are, you know, some other teams here from District 4, but then he said uh, Grace, Logos, and Butte County. He nailed it. He got the final four. Um, nailed in there, but uh, yeah, congratulations to Hagerman, a great season for the Pirates. Um, so we'll, we'll go on to the other Pirates that are in this mix right now. Uh, Butte County, um, like you said, so okay, so I've got uh, I'm looking here, Kendrick and Hagerman are moving up, so dismiss what I said about Hagerman there. So they're going to go up to D1, moving down, Genesee, Carey, and Castleford, uh, will be D2. So we'll see how that, or I guess 1A. And so, yeah, yeah. And, and those others will be two way. It'll be interesting to see. Well, we'll have to learn as we go in saying those things. But uh, anyway, so Butte County gets it done on Friday night against Logos. Uh, you know, coming into this game, wasn't sure what to expect. You've got Logos, who is a high powered offense, and and you guys were talking about it on the prepcast last week, Stetson. You're talking about the formations that that Logos throws out at you. Right, they, they will line up in, in weird formations. They will shift guys around and say, "Okay, who's eligible on this play?" And there was times I'm like, "Somebody's eligible, somebody's not." They were every single play. And Coach Kirkland, I believe you were there too. Um, what did you think of that Logos offense out there? I, I thought uh, it, was, it was interesting uh, how the, the kids made those adjustments at the line of scrimmage. Um, they were all uniform. They never jumped that I can remember. Um, I mean, they were they were on cue, on tap, and everything seemed to to flow from there. Um, it was it was an interesting setup that's something I'd never seen before. You sneak a guard eligible play in, in your playbook, uh, and you never use it. But I mean, that was the whole year for those guys, and uh, yeah. <laughs> they were able to effectively get guys open in different places. But uh, they met a pretty stiff Butte County team that had a great plan. For him, but uh, we'll talk a little more about that in a second. But that's my thoughts on the Logos offense. My my thoughts on Logos overall, honestly, I was impressed. I really enjoyed watching their team walk walk to the sideline, arm in arm, singing some song. I couldn't quite hear it over the ACDC I was playing, but uh, they were they were united. They brought a massive fan base. They cheered all the way to the end, no matter what was happening, and the kids fought. Um, the best that they could. And I didn't, I didn't see any heads hanging um, and they got beat up a little bit, but uh, they rallied all the way to the end along, along with their fan base. So congratulations to those coaches and pulling off uh, a great season like that and being able to, to not to make very many mistakes with that type of offense that shows you got good coaching and, uh, and great kids that have bought into that set uh, that program. So well done Logos Knights. Yeah, like you said, they I, they just ran into a better team. That is, it is what it is. Butte County was they they're just really good, it, but that doesn't take away from what Logos did on the season, and even what they did in that game. Like you said, very disciplined to to know what they were supposed to do, and every time it was everybody spreads out, and then it, people are shifting. You know, those, those two linemen were almost always back, and the, one would go forward or both would go forward. Two of the receivers would move back. I couldn't keep track of it. 
Um, but they obviously did. And, and, you know, on the opposite side, Butte County defense did as well, right? Keeping track of that. Um, what, what are your thoughts there, Coach Booner? I know you guys talked about it last week, uh, but just some final thoughts on Logos. I mean, uh, Driscoll, their quarterback, I was looking at it, and I think he he was second in the state in all-purpose in passing yards. Uh, Jack Nelson from um, Teton was the only one I could find with more passing yards than him. So, he, I mean, a phenomenal quarterback they got there and a great fun offense to watch from Logos. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I picked wrong last week. I thought Logos could do the the have have a little magic in their back pocket and pull off an upset. I um, kudos to Butte County for figuring out what the heck to do with your edge rushers and when they're if they're going to cover a guard eligible or if they're not and they're still going to rush the quarterback. They uh, Butte County tackles very well in open space. They're an outstanding team as far as as far as athleticism coaching just being disciplined um i i think i think the world of driscoll i like just watching the kid do his thing uh it's it's really impressive kind of like watching ty kept throw those corner routes to the back of the end zone they are perfect um but driscoll makes you think that that offense to their credit i kind of talked about it last week where as a defensive coach you want to call your fronts, your your three man front, your four man front, your five man. You got line twists, you have zone blitzes, you have uh, you know corner blitzes off the off the edge. You, with that offense, it makes you have to think a little too long. And by the time you think you probably have it, after wasting time seeing who the heck's eligible and who's standing where, the ball's being snapped and Driscoll's doing his thing. So big kudos to Butte County for for taking control. Um, and, and kind of holding control. Um, I felt like Butte County did a great job, for lack of a better term. Coaches use it sometimes, you know, when, that, when they're down, kind of keep them, keep on them. Um, keep the throttle down, don't let up. Foot down and twist, whatever the old coaching sayings are. Um, they did a good job to that. Butte County didn't get comfortable. Um, they just keep kind of grinding and keep fighting. And that's what a championship team that, that needs if they're going to beat a team like an Oakley. Um, so kudos to Butte County and a great season for Logos. Like Coach said, any any state hardware is great hardware. And and Logos, not maybe as much as Hagerman, but kind of they kind of came out of nowhere. They they really shocked. I I thought Cami yeah. I would actually win that league this year. Um, so great job to Logos for taking care of business all season long and coming up a little short against a team that that nobody's judging you. You lost to that's an outstanding football club. So. Yeah, no, this Butte County team is something to to be reckoned with, honestly. I mean, you, sure. looked, you talked about their defense. Braxton Gamut had eight tackles in that game. Razor Duke had six. Rafe McAfee, he had six tackles. And then Brody Westergaard had five. Just a, a couple interceptions. Archibald, the quarterback, he had an interception on defense. Brody Westergaard also had a defense. We'll talk about his performance in just a minute. Um, and then Razor Duke also had an interception. So th that defense was able to contain – um, yep. Driscoll enough. He still threw for four touchdown passes. Um, and, yeah. and that's still impressive, right? They still put up 26 points on the board and Butte County had not given up a lot of points to anybody all year long. It's out, outside of their game with Camas County and outside of their game, obviously with Kendrick. So yeah. look at the offensive side of things, or let's just look at the Butte County side of things. They came out absolutely rolling. It did not take them long to get on the board. Uh, yeah. They they struck first very early, a 55-yard touchdown run from Brody Westergaard, and it was off to the races from there. Brody Westergaard in this game, in the first half, 
had a rushing touchdown. He had a passing touchdown. He had a receiving touchdown, and he had an interception on defense. That, wow. And I called that the Taysom Hill special, right, for the, <laughs> for the Saints. He, he can do everything. And Brody had that in the in, – not the game, the first half. And then he also returned a kickoff for a touchdown. They got called back. Um, if that doesn't get called back, talk about a stat line right there. To have all of that yeah. in a game was extremely impressive. Um, so, Coach Kirkland, what what were your thoughts about Butte County's performance on Friday night? Dude, that that was a, a fun game to watch uh, on the as a Butte County observer on their sideline. There, um, the play calling was amazing. Uh, Archibald was just sick at that option, dude. He held that thing so long, and then out it went and it was just gone um he was a tough little dude he was so poised for a sophomore holy crap that was incredible um and then the defense um didn't didn't let driscoll run hardly at all that was contained right. and they sat back in that passing scheme and, and just took care of business um westegard was incredible i think if, if I'm voting for player of the year i'm picking westegard that guy has done it all year long from start to finish game one to the very end and just so versatile in everything that he does and uh, and a good player, a good team. But I thought Sam and the, and the crew called an amazing game on both sides of the football, nearly perfect. And uh, I think they're they're pleased with that outcome and hoping that, to do the same again this next week. Yeah, Coach Thorngren sent me an email today just talking about the weapons that they have. And this is a guy, Westergaard. If the, if the team didn't have so many weapons, his stats would be even better, which is kind of hard to imagine. But there's so many other guys on this field that uh, that can get it done. You know, he, he said that he thought even maybe that he would want him to be the quarterback, but Brody wasn't uh, too interested in that. And, you know, he has to share his plays with guys like Razor Duke, Ross and Twitchell, Keaton Archibald, uh, Boston Anderson, Braxton Gamet. This team is very unselfish, too. Um Braxton Gamut, a guy we talked about him, he led the team in tackles for the game. He volunteered. He he can play offense. He's a weapon on the offensive side of the ball. But he volunteered to play offensive line this year. And uh, Coach Spooner, what is it? What's it mean when your team, when you've got guys like that that can make plays on offense, can run the ball, can catch the ball, can do whatever with the ball, step up and say, "I know this is better for the team if I play offensive line, and I'm going to do it." And what does that tell you about a team? Man, I, I think it says a lot to the other players, the the other role players. Every team has them. Um, and, and we're actually weirdly, um, you know, this is about the good teams that are in state titles, but to bring up my guys, um, we, we've had a slew of those guys, and it has meant um, – it's it's the reason that Coach Kirkland said it was a great compliment from Coach Kirkland last year to our program up here. We're in there. We're right there kind of at the end of the year. And without guys like that, I don't think we are. Um, all state wide receiver and running back Sky Galloway played offensive guard every other series for an entire season. Um, Blake Layton last year, a Mullen guy, uh, linebacker and tight end, played in the all state game, I think, on the other side of Coach Kirkland's sideline. Uh, he played guard the year we went as a sophomore to, to Dietrich. Um, and you, you got to have guys like that. Luke Trogdon, another guy, played a lot of offensive guard as a sophomore. Um, I think that says the world to those other guys. When the other guys look up and see, oh, well, he scored five touchdowns last week, but he's doing this to, be to better the team and better our chances. I, I think that says, and maybe I should wake up 
and be there five minutes early to 6 a.m. waits. And, oh, that assignment I didn't want to do. Maybe, maybe I'll turn that in because if I flirt with ineligibility, maybe I'm hurting the team. I, I think it all has a trickle-down effect. And I think that's that right there is the selflessness that great programs are built on. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it even starts with Razor Duke started the year at quarterback for Butte County, and he made the move as Archibald moved up. And, you know, they thought he was ready for it. They thought it was his time. Um, and I tell you what, I, I, I've been extremely impressed with him. I've seen the team play with Razor Duke, and I've seen them play with Archibald. And and it's not a knock on Razor at all because he's been able to do things in other areas. And I think that's, right. that is just the benefit of that, right, is you can bring a kid up and say he's ready to be plugged in. Let's let our other weapons go other places. But like you were saying, Coach Kirkland, I mean, he was running that option on the money. And it was plays where he knew he was going to get walloped. I'm going to hold on to this ball as late as I can, and I'm going to pitch it. And he got leveled. <laughs> you could tell he was trying. There was a few plays he came out. Uh, he he came out of the game for a minute there. Uh, he was getting walloped uh, during it. It was, it was a cold night. I'm sure the, the, the ground was rock hard. Um, he was taking his licks, but he stood in there and he played a phenomenal game. Um, and it was just really fun to watch what they were able to do on offense. Um, and like you said, almost, a, it just seemed like a perfectly, uh, planned game for them. Everything seemed to go their way. They seemed to do everything right. They ran for 455 yards in the game. They, they threw for 124, almost 600 yards of total offense against a team that was undefeated coming in. Uh, that's a heck of an effort. Uh, by Butte County. Yep. Uh, I, mean, I know that the community is excited uh, mingling with the fans on the sideline up and down there. They were sure excited to see uh, their team playing well and, uh, and enjoying the success that they're having there. And to see uh, Mr. Waymeyer on the sideline as well. And uh, it was just, it's just kind of warmed your soul a little bit to know that they have a, a cause that they're playing for there and that they had some success. Uh, this week and uh, going to the big house now. It almost, it it just, it seems like a team of destiny at this point. And like, you know, you've, the thing the movies are made out of, right? You know, your team, you've never won a championship before. You're playing an extremely good team and, and, and you're, you're in there with them. And then you have this tragic accident and everybody rallies around it. And then, then you go and now you're playing in a state championship. It just, you couldn't have, the Disney writers couldn't have come up with this. It's, it's a great story uh, coming out of Arco. And, you know, the championship game is going to be a good one. Just like we talked about the storylines between uh, Camas County and Kendrick, this is also full of it, right? You've got Oakley going for four in a row, um, and you can't discredit that. A team that comes in that knows how to do it and 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 has been getting it done. Then you've got a team like Butte County coming in with, uh, you know, uh, community looking for – the first, right? And, and you know, I, I even saw, I was looking around, I saw some teary-eyed uh, folks around there. And, uh, you know, if they win, I'm going to have to step aside. I can't handle that when I see people. Uh, I was on this, it was Rockland played uh, Camus in basketball a couple of years ago. And uh, both teams were looking for a first and forever. And, and both sides were crying. And I had to turn away. I can't look at that stuff. And <laughs> so either way, I'm probably going to cry on the air, which is going to be embarrassing. But uh, which uh, which which just, one do you which one do you, you guys think is more uh, more impactful? I mean, I I guess one is 
harder? I, I think maybe not. What do you think is more impactful and, and, and what's the, the crazier accomplishment Four straight or a school and community's first one, man, in it, in a powerhouse district with teams that get to go try to win four straight next to you. Um, I, I, that's tough to weigh. That's pretty tough. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been to five championships in a row and won every other one. And, uh, and it's fun to coach in those games. Um, but to win them all is a great accomplishment. But uh, for that first, that's, uh, that's impactful emotionally, I think, a little more because it's first, man. And, uh, sure. and a cause. Um, in 2010, our, our carry team had a cause similar to that in the, a loss of a student who was killed in an accident in Austin Hennifer. And uh, we rallied it uh, before the game and we rallied at halftime around that uh, that young man who was lost and uh, it meant a bunch and it was emotional. And when it was all said and done, it, a tears flowed, baby. And it was a, a sense of accomplishment. So impactful, I think the first. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, it, either way, it's going to be fun because you're going to see something happen that rarely happens or something happen that has never happened. And so either way, uh, it, it's going to be a fun finish um, to their football season at the D1 level. So we'll, we'll go on record here. Coach Kirkland, uh, how do you lean in this one? Butte County by six. Butte County by six. Coach Spooner? I was going to say Oakley by six. I swear Oakley I was by six. I was going to oh, say man. one score so, Oakley. Yep. We yeah. got an even wash <laughs> here. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to base my decision off of the, well, they played them and they played them. So I saw both of these teams play Kendrick this year. And I thought, and again, I, Oakley fans can, I, I have done plenty of Oakley games and, and they can be mad at me, but I, I thought Butte County played better against Kendrick than Oakley did. Oakley returned the opening kickoff in that game. Um, they had a, they had a, kind of scored on a, a fourth and forever play where, where one of the Becks somehow found themselves. They were like on the line and somehow they were wide open and nobody was near them. It was freak play. And those were two of their three touchdowns. And uh, outside of that, Kendrick really had their way. Kendrick ended up winning uh, by my around 20 points. Um, Butte County, they, they were making that a game. In the second half, it was, it was down to an eight or 10 point game in the third quarter. Um, it, they were there, uh, Butte County was getting it done. They were finding ways to score, um, until obviously that game ended up being, um, canceled in the fourth quarter. It was either the late third or beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I, am going to lean Butte County on this just because of, of that. And, you know, I, I think their offense has just hit their stride. Um, but I, again, I'm, I'm going to go one possession game. I, I think it, yeah, I think it's an eight point game somewhere eight, six, somewhere in there. It's a one possession game. And the the one thing that worries me though about Butte County, and, and this is, I had a conversation with somebody there about this, is their inability to convert on two point conversions. Um, I, I They might've only gotten one on Friday. They, they left a lot of points on the field. And if they are not able to convert, then that can change like that. If, if Oakley is able to stay in there and, and take those shots, but then stop them on those two pointers and then they go down and score and convert theirs. You know, we got ourselves a different ball game. Um, another thing that sometimes Butte County, they score so fast. Uh, they just, and you saw this last week, coach Kirkland. I mean, 
how many drives did they have that was one or two plays where, I mean, when you're good, you're good, right? And you you can run the ball with Archibald. You can do it with Westergaard, whoever it is. Um, what if they if they need a long drive? Are they going to be able to put it? I, I'm sure they will. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they score so quickly. Uh, so lots of interesting storylines there in that one. Uh, should be a fun matchup between those two. Are you are you going to the game, Coach Kirkland? I haven't decided yet. Uh, I keep leaning more and more of that direction every every day that passes. So we'll see. I'm not sure yet. I've been awesome. to Pocatello so many times in the last uh, month. I don't know if I want to drive over there. Again. Too many, too many times. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, it should be fun. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining us tonight for the eight-man prep cast. Any final thoughts before we sign off here before championship weekend, Coach Spooner? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you again to Idaho Sports. Uh, I, I'll say it every time I'm ever ever, ever on here. Um, what you guys do for high school kids and shining light on, on their accomplishments like we did for Grace and Logos and Hagerman and, and Oakley and all, the, all these teams, Kendrick and Butte County and um, the whole slew of uh, playoff teams and through the regular season, those teams that – maybe unfortunate enough to not hit the playoffs or miss it from whatever reasons or speed bumps and hurdles lay in their way throughout the season. You guys shine light on, on tons of kids and, and uh, celebrate their accomplishments. I think it's great. I think anybody who understands or wants understands football and appreciates it or wants to learn more about football should, should click like and follow and, and uh, give you guys props for what you do. I think, I think it's awesome. So thank you guys for having me on and I appreciate it a lot. Well, we appreciate that, Coach Spooner. Thanks for all you do uh, for your kids up there. I mean, the coaches are uh, – nothing happens here if the coaches aren't doing their thing. So we appreciate your side of things as well. Uh, Coach Kirkland, any final thoughts? Yeah, just a couple things. Uh, walking the sideline of Butte County, uh, received lots of compliments and thank yous for uh, from Idaho – for being on Idaho Sports and for all the stuff that you guys do. I, I didn't realize the impact – that uh, that this has on a lot of fans and people out there who pay attention to uh, to high school football. That, that was kind of cool to hear those uh, particular things. Um, I think the four best teams are in the playoffs. Um, yes, or in, the, or in the championship games, no doubt. The scores show that. The players show that, and, and it's going to be a good shootout. And I guess one final shout out to Coach Kramer. He's had a great career. Coached against him many years, and uh, and my dad coached against him as a player in the '90s. I recently watched one of his old high school films. It's on YouTube. But uh, congratulations, Coach Kramer, on a great year. What a way to go out and wish you best of luck with your, your mushers up north and to uh, all the other teams that are competing. Um, go get a blue one and hang that banner in the gym, whoever you are. Yeah, I I, I just want to agree with that, Coach Kramer. I think we've got the best four. That's not always the, that's right. Not always the case, right? Sometimes – the way the brackets might be set up, you you see a championship game in the semifinals or you see it in the quarterfinals. I know in recent years that has been kind of the story, but I think this year we have the best the best two in each classification, and it's going to make championship game these games all about these games and not about uh, what happened last week. You know, it is truly I think these are the best two in each classification, and it should be they should be really fun games, and uh, we're excited to see what happens. So. Uh, well, it's good you got all those good compliments, too. I feel like anytime somebody gives me feedback, it's always negative. 
It's always, oh, you hate my team, or oh, you don't lose this. And so it's all it's always good to hear people are enjoying the content that they get on Idaho Sports. So that that's always good. Hey, speaking speaking of that, Butte County, I am I didn't mean to pick against you two two weeks in a row here, just to put that on record. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> I did that. Um they're, I don't hate okay or dislike anybody. I don't hate or dislike you're, you're anybody. Uh, I again I think it's deadlocked and I think that special teams play is the only reason I picked Oakley that that one momentum shifter. So Butte County, I'm all for you guys too. So <laughs> well, you're you're 0 and 1 picking against them. So they're okay. They're you okay think I've them. learned my lesson. Yeah, they're probably yeah, like they're this hoping guy you go 0 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, that's always what I say. I have no you know, I have no dog in any of these fights. Right. Um just love to see what the kids do and and to highlight their accomplishments and the teams and the coaches and the communities, everything like that. Um, and I, I was telling the folks this at, at Arco, um, Angie McAfee, every time we're there, she brings up a hamburger. Um, every time we go to carry, you know, they they had like a you guys had a parking spot out there for us that said Idaho Sports Parking. And and I left with uh, these these. Um, Look like cougar tails, right? From BYU, I got these these donuts. I walked out with. I left with a ton of pulled pork last time I was at Cary, and I was eating it all down the nice. highway. And uh, you can't leave an eight man field without being fed and feeling like you you were wanted there. And so that's from me, from my perspective, to any eight man school that we've been to, that I've been to. Thanks for all you do for your schools and your community, and for us because we really. We do know, we recognize it, and we feel the love from you guys um, out there and how we're treated when we come because um, it's not always the case in some places. So we're, we're, we always, I always love it when I see Carrie, Oakley, Arco pop up on my broadcast schedule. You know, it's, oh, all right, done. I'll, I'll go there. Uh, places like that. Maybe one day I'll make it up to Mullen if Brandon doesn't always hog them. Um, hey, Stetson. We'll, so we'll it, have a Shufflemeyer. No. We'll have a Shufflemeyer beef dog ready for you from Shufflemeyer. Done. You, you out food out out there. High school, actually, but we sell them in Mullen, and they're a favorite. We'll get you on. <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm say, always there. I just want to say, Logan, well, to finish up uh, on my part, it, yeah. this has been the best medicine I could ever have this season. After stepping down, I did not know what I was going to do. In these last five weeks, I've been completely lost. Uh, I've wandered the field today again, thinking, ah. <laughs> uh, but uh, this has been really fun to be able to uh, to be a part of this, and a great privilege to work with uh, with you guys and and uh, talk about uh, eight man football this whole season and and not be on that sideline. So thanks to all of you out there. Yeah, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for joining us again, Coach Kirkland, Coach Spooner. Uh, it's been a fun ride. I'm 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 not sure what Brandon's plans are. But I'm sure there might be one more wrap up next week to talk about the championship games um, next week, but. Uh, we're down to it um, Thursday night and Friday night. We will know our state champions. It's it's Tuesday right now, so in 48 hours, we'll have one trophy awarded, and, and then another 24 after that, we'll have another one that's done. Should be fun. I'll be there for the Butte County-Oakley game, which which I'm looking forward to. I think it should be fun. I've seen Oakley win a couple of their championships over the last few years. Um, looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the 8-Man Prepcast on IdahoSports.com, and uh, we'll see you next week.